0: Welcome to the Hayes Salespeople podcast, where we talk to the brightest minds in modern sales and get their tips and advice on all things sales. I'm your interim host, Jenna Sachs from SalesLoft. Hey, salespeople. Today, I want to welcome Alex Galu to the podcast. Hey, Alex.
1: Hi, Jenna. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for being here. Alex is the founder and CEO at ElevenSight, an inbound video call and customer engagement platform connecting customers to businesses via video, audio or chat from anywhere on the web. Um, He's also a serial entrepreneur with a lot of really awesome history. Um, Alex, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself to start the conversation?
1: Sounds good. So originally I come from Istanbul, Turkey. That's where the funny spelling of my name comes from. I did my undergrad at MIT, PhD at Berkeley, but I was not in academically minded enough that a colleague of mine from those PhD years, Baruch Escafee and I, we had our mindset to go do a startup. So we built a startup that created SMS applications for wireless handsets for carriers. And we grew that and ultimately sold that to a competitor. Subsequently, we considered, okay, do we want to become angel investors or do we want to become consultants? And ultimately, we said, okay, we'll do a third startup. And the opportunity we saw was the arrival of video in the way we were communicating with each other and the fact that everybody has internet and a device with camera. So we said, okay, meeting solutions, there are plenty of them. Friends talking to each other, that's there. Where can we find the problem that's not solved? And then that's when we built on our own experiences and our own frustrations that as customers, when we try to reach a business, it's AI chatbots and forms and a lot of delay and hassle before you can reach a sales team. Now, you yourself talk about, prospecting smarter, not harder. And if you look at the market today, a lot of companies have significant inbound motion, right? Because a lot has changed in the last decade that today's customers are well-informed. They do their own homework. They know what they want to buy. They create their shortlist. They have read about the businesses on G2, Capterra, YouTube, LinkedIn, and so forth. The need of the prospect is with one click to reach to the business and the business's need is to route that call to the most suitable available salesperson. So we said, okay, why is this not done yet? And that's basically where we formed 11. So,
0: um, that's, that's quite a story. And you, you talked about some of the shift, uh, you know, that's, that's been happening over the past probably 10 years or so, um, how would you say that that shift is impacting businesses now? Sure.
1: I mean, if you think about it, back in the 80s, if you were a salesperson in a suit and tie or in like your dress, sitting at the office, the phone would ring, you would pick up and talk to the prospect. Now, then we invented the internet, then the websites, then the forms and the chatbots. What used to be an instant conversation is now a five to day, 10 day process before the prospect reaches the
0: business. So now you're saying essentially that it used to be a lot easier to get an inbound right away. And with technology, it it's, it's actually made it a little bit more difficult.
1: Yes. So interesting. in some cases, this makes sense, right? Because if you are selling some complex enterprise solution million dollar deals there will be rfps and rfis it doesn't really matter when you engage the prospect right away or 5 days from now because it's a nine month sales cycle there will be multiple conference calls but if you have high velocity sales and if your customers are is if your sales cycle is 30 days or less that five to 10 day delay will kill the deal, right? Because even if the the prospect schedules a meeting with them, industry statistics show that 30 plus percent of the people don't show up to that meeting. So as a salesperson, you prepare and there is nobody there. The other statistics is that 78% of people buy from the first vendor they talk to. Why not strike when the iron is up? While on one hand, we have introduced the delay, on the other hand, we are rediscovering that, hey, we should really talk to the prospect when the prospect is working on solving their problem, right? I have an example of this. Last year, we wanted to go from being contractors to being employees. This was December and I said, okay, if I can do this fast enough, January 1st, we'll do this. I reached out to Paychex ADP and Trinet and Trinet was able to get back to me fast enough so that we could do it by January 1st. So that's the big shift we are talking about is that customers now know what they want to buy. And what you need to do is you need to talk to them when their mind is on the problem.
0: In RevOps, I'm constantly putting out fires. There's a million things going on and then a lot of that is you know software buying on top of it right speaking to buyers being motivated and knowing what they want i i can 100% relate to that that's something that when i've evaluated software i'm like again here's my shortlist i've done the research that i need to know i've probably talked to people within the revops space if it's someone selling to revops right or sales enablement or something along those lines i've talked to people gotten recommendations and I have my shortlist and I want to know right now what that actually means. And I want to know what the differentiators are. And I want to know what the competitive, you know, advantage of using one software over another. And I want to know now. And I've pushed deals way faster than than people even want to go. And I think that's because when you know what you want, you know what you need. You're excited to implement it. You're already thinking about Okay, what is it going to take to actually implement it and to train the team and to do all this stuff? I know I have a ton of work ahead of me. Let's just get this first part done.
1: So, if you are selling software, especially SaaS software, it behooves you to give those choices to your prospects. Sure, some people will just want to download the document. Some may prefer to schedule a meeting 10 days from now. Those are probably the ones who are still doing their homework, they are kicking the tires. The reality is the prospect that initiates a video call or audio call now, that's the most qualified person because that person is committing to talking to you now, right? We rarely just call salespeople just for the hell of it to just pass time. I have done my homework and I now want to talk to somebody. That's the most qualified prospect. It makes sense to bring this to a salesperson that can deal with that. More importantly, we also provide the sales rep with call context so that you actually know what to do on this call because your company may have run multiple campaigns. This can be a customer coming from LinkedIn or from Facebook. And the way you tell your story may be slightly different, and you will see where that prospect is coming from and what you need to do in this call on a side panel will open for you and then your notes and the caller's information everything will be saved to crm we have a tight integration with hubspot
0: that was actually my next question was how does this all work with a marketing automation platform and you know i think that when we talk about having you know inbound calls a lot of companies don't have an inbound line or a way that you can reach them you're filling out a form And that's a lot of the times, you know, my marketing ops background as well, like you're tracking all the things that are leading up to that very moment. Um, And a lot of the times it's supposed to be on an SDR or a sales rep to call right away when that happens. How does that change with inbound calling? And how does that give you the data you need in order to really successfully serve the prospect?
1: So you are an SDR, BDR, you know your product inside out you have a choice of placing a hundred outbound calls, or if your phone rings or your computer rings, it's so much easier to answer that call in real time because it actually, the pressure on the salesperson is a lot lower because the prospect called you, you had no way of preparing for that meeting as opposed to a meeting that got scheduled from a form a week from now as the prospect, I expect the salesperson to have done their homework. Whereas if the call is coming in, it's the opportunity for the SDR to ask questions of the prospect and say, hey, what is the problem you are solving? And in what time frame do you have budget? And yet the prospect is a lot happier because they got heard and they, I mean, the call to action can be even as simple as Just sign up for the free trial and start the process.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about forms in general, right? If you make the forms too lengthy and trying to capture too much information, you get drop off. But then also, if people do fill out a lot of information, they're expecting you, you, as soon as you're on that call, to know that information. So even if you're doing speed to lead in that aspect, right, you might call it five minutes after the form comes in, but you didn't really have time to prepare. And there might be an expectation that you did. That is a really interesting perspective. Um, I think the other thing, and I would love to know your thoughts on this, is um, a, a form a lot of the time people associate with a demo request. They think, okay, I'm filling out a form. The next call I get is going to be my demo or we're setting up a demo right away. And I think it, it to me, that that kind of takes away the discovery aspect, which is so important. But what other thoughts do you have around maybe some of the downsides of using a form?
1: I mean, a form adds friction, right? Going back to if the sell cycle is 30 days or less, a five to 10 day delay will kill the deal, right? So clearly, even in an inbound video call, you want to ask for the caller's name, email address, phone number. That's a very short form. And then the email address, we can actually take to some... Platform where we can actually get some information about that company. There may already be some information about that company in your CRM. We can show all of that to the salesperson. And what would be the form can actually be a set of attributes in the contact that you have in your CRM in your HubSpot. Like, what time frame are you going to make your decision? How many people do you have? Uh, Which option of our solution are you looking at? These are all very straightforward questions that you can ask in a discovery. You can pick the pick list on your contact field and all of that flows into your CRM and you can kick off workflows from there.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it's bringing more humanity into it from the get-go. And it, it sounds like also the way that you have it is a little bit gated, right? So if someone's going to make that inbound call... They have to put in a little bit of information before, before it actually rings.
1: So name, last name, email address, phone number, everybody expects to provide before the call is connected. But the rest of it can be conversational because what the caller wants is some degree of legitimacy and trust. If I'm going to spend $1,000, 2000 $10,000 on this company, if they are not even willing to talk to me while I'm trying to buy, They're definitely not gonna be there when I need support in the future. And I mean, the other thing I should also say is that obviously your customer average customer value needs to be above $1,000, right? To warrant a video call because that's time is money. On a $17 t-shirt, I don't wanna talk to the vendor, the vendor doesn't wanna talk to me. That's purely transactional. But if the customer's value is above a thousand, and if this is high velocity sales, and you have enough of an inbound motion that people are coming to you on g2 on captera on your website on linkedin you are putting all this content in for people to reach out to you don't add friction just talk to them
0: yeah it makes sense um so okay we've obviously talked a lot about eleven site and you know I, I, we talked a lot about high velocity sales how do you? I mean, I, I think that there's also importance in speed to lead, regardless of high velocity or not, right? Because the sooner you kick off the sales cycle, the sooner than that things happen, or, or you at least learn more about the, the business. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be about your product specifically, but just outside. Like, wh- what do you look at best practices for that? Maybe if someone is using a form or just more of the traditional ways, or whether they're using your product, um, how do you look at Speed to lead and 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 ways that reps can get more creative and quick.
1: So, I mean, our uh, recommendation to any company would be: is first off, keep your process intact, but add another swim lane where you give your prospect the ability to video call you direct, right? Because if the prospect chooses that, it behooves you to answer that call. And that's the other thing: is that in these Inbound video calls, these are not half hour and hour meetings. Those are 10, 15 minute conversations where you get hours of work done that you would have to do offline anyway.
0: Yeah, so I, I know you mentioned a few things with the discovery call, what are the fundamental things that need to be done on a discovery call and what are some mistakes that you've seen people make?
1: I mean, the biggest mistake is not answering that call and postponing it, right? And the penalty on a high velocity deal is you lose the lead. Whereas on a longer enterprise sales cycle is you lose the opportunity to leave a good impression and get a head start with that prospect. I mean, we all know that if this is gonna be an RFP, you wanna be the one that helps the customer write the RFP, right? And then in that first call, Definitely be friendly because it's all about building a rapport. You don't want to rush anything. You want to actually get to know your prospect, get to know your customer, understand what their needs are. And it's based on those needs that then you decide, okay, what is the proper next step?
0: I think like for me personally, the worst call I've ever had from sales was someone who took the time, did discovery with me you know, we, I walked through everything. I was incredibly forthcoming and blunt about what our limitations were, what our needs were. And then, you know, we booked the demo. I had six other people on the call and I had to cut it short because I was like, you didn't listen to anything I said. And, you know, it was the kind of thing where on a video call, right, you can see people's faces. You know, I had people going off camera because they were laughing at how little they, they actually absorbed from that discovery call. So it's I think it's it's very much twofold with your process, right? You want to get speed to lead, but don't get so overeager that you're like, "Okay, let's book the next meeting without listening to anything that someone's saying."
1: That is actually a lot worse if the the other side has filled out a form, scheduled a meeting and you walk you show up to that meeting without having really done your homework and prepared based on the form that they have filled. And that extemporaneous first call to your point the first call is the ability to get that information and use it in the next meeting and i mean another thing you pointed out is i mean what happened in the pandemic is we all discovered that we can do a lot more business online and the way i look at it is the video is now going vertical in its growth phase actually because the classical meeting room is being replaced with special purpose video conversation tools, right? Here, this recording, we are not recording on Zoom, but something that's specifically built to record interviews. I'm sure people have been on an air meet or hop-in type of event, which is trying to replace the thousand, two thousand people conventions. There are companies, building solutions for courtrooms and classrooms specifically. So if you ever got speeding tickets and had to go to arraignment, all of that in the future is going to be online. You never need to go in person. And that's basically what's going to happen in the coming years is that more and more we will be able to engage our customers and prospects back in real time, like in the ADs on the phone, but this time with video. The best speed to lead is instant conversations.
0: I mean, I would say even as a buyer, right? If even if there is no option to video call, if I'm filling out a form, if I appreciate it so much when somebody just calls me and is like, hey, just want to learn a little bit more. And even if that conversation is, hey, it doesn't actually seem like we're a good fit. I appreciate that because first Mm -hmm. of all, now I'm not waiting five days for someone to respond to me and then booking a meeting. You got to just reach out to things as soon as they come in it shouldn't there should be slas around it there should be some kind of process in place that we make sure that we're engaging every single lead that comes in with intent to buy because the conversion rates on those are so much higher than outbound or even just a white paper download or you know engaging with marketing content if someone's a hand raiser you need to get to that right away
1: i mean i've been in sales room in automotive dealerships and b2b SaaS companies in a lot of environments. And the, the one thing that's uniform is nobody has enough leads. Everybody gets told, get to the lead as fast as possible because in five minutes, that lead is no longer worth anything. I mean, there are cases where a text chat is good enough, but still a live text chat with the person goes much further than AI chatbot. I mean, sometimes maybe it's okay. Maybe you want to ask a few questions with a hierarchical chatbot to really make sure that you give the sales rep the call context. But increasingly, what I find, both as a customer as well as a salesperson, is just talk to people.
0: Yeah. And there's no, you know, I think the chatbot, sometimes it can be a lot. Right. And then you're, you're, trying to answer it, you're just like, get me to a person. It's kind of like pressing zero on your phone, just trying to speak to a person. And then they might ask you the same questions, right? right? (laughs) So, um, you know, I I think it's a lot easier to get that from a candid conversation and hear someone's voice and hear, um, you know, hear the pain points that they're experiencing and and the excitement that they potentially have about your product.
1: And I definitely appreciate that, you know, sales organizations sort of want to cut costs, want to optimize, But I mean, I basically want people to focus on what the actual cost is when they don't get to that prospect right away. Because my experience is if you have the prospect schedule a meeting, you're going to spend more time preparing for it. And given that there is also a 30% chance they're not going to show, it's actually going to cost you more to put the prospect through this process then have that five-minute, 10-minute conversation to discover this is a qualified prospect. Or maybe if it's not, then then it's okay. Then you are done as well.
0: Makes a lot of sense. Um, so we are we are coming up on time here. Um, any final thoughts that you'd like to leave for our listeners?
1: Uh, I will reiterate the offer that people should come to 11Sight.com. That's 11 site.com S-I-G-H-T. If you have any thoughts or anything you wanna discuss about the topics we covered in the podcast today, give us a call, tell them, and they will actually transfer the call to me.
0: Thank you so much again for being here. It was a great conversation, um, and have a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you, same to you. And again, thanks for having me, and thanks for listening.
0: I'm your host, Jenna Sachs. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to the Hey Salespeople Podcast.